Welcome to episode 21 of the unofficial Gilmore Girls podcast. I'm Alicia. And I'm Dave. And this week we are going to do an episode recap from season one, episode four, The Deer Hunters. Mm-hmm. It's called The Deer Hunters because Roy gets hit by a deer. Right. She gets hit by a deer. She doesn't hit a deer. Right. Totally different. Although everybody was confused by that when she was telling him. Yeah. This is a really good episode. I'm, I can see why you picked it. It's, you know, it it wasn't her first day at Chilton, okay? That had happened episode prior. but Two. Two episodes prior. But it was like the culminating episode that really laid out what her challenges were going to be at uh, Chilton. Because before it was just talked about, but this time it was reality. She was behind. And they'd had a couple episodes in the show by now, so they were getting better at their camera work and their, their groove with the banter back and forth mm-hmm. and had a lot of that. It helped you remember why you started you love this show originally you totally know, so. and you can tell some of the, like some of the camera angles that they were used they haven't used since they've abandoned them or like the cameras always kind of followed people as if you were a person in the room looking back and forth it was almost like you were like a fly on the wall um they didn't do too much of that in this one you know they did some but like other times they would pan back and do a full view of everybody talking you know and they don't do that too much anymore so i noticed that um but it was a it was a really good episode i enjoyed watching it this episode, Rory um, gets her first D ever mm-hmm. on a paper that she wrote for Max Medina. And this is also the first episode where we see him. Right. And they wasted no time. They hit the ground running with introducing him as a potential love interest for Lorelai. Yeah. They, 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 I, like, I thought that they maybe introduced that over a couple episodes, like when I remembered back. But no, like right off the bat, it was... At the parent-teacher conference. At the parent-teacher conference. Knew. It was like giddy schoolgirl. Oh, I just knocked over the globe. He was checking out her T-shirt. Yeah, exactly. Which we know what that really means. He was checking out. (laughs) So He's like, oh, you like the B-52s? She's like, what? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, like he was really concerned about the band. Mm -hmm. Just checking out that rack. Don't say that. Oh, okay. (laughs) This is a PG show. Sorry. Well, he was definitely not checking out the uh, the B-52s. I'll just say that then. Like I said... Rory made her first D this episode, which was very heart-wrenching for her. She was really upset about it. And I can imagine, I don't think I ever made a D You never made a D in your life. No. But I know how she feels. If, you know, if I'd ever gotten one, I would feel the same way that she did. So I can, I can, you know. You can relate a little bit. I can empathize with her. Oh, I see. People, Alicia never got a D, ever. She even would get A's back from her grade school teachers and then realized that they had been lazy with grading her papers because they were like, oh, it's just Alicia. She always gets A's. She would then regrade her papers and find errors that the teacher didn't notice. And then, like, <laughs> she had actually missed three and should have gotten maybe like a A minus. I was always the curve breaker. <laughs> In, like, college, they're like, damn it. <laughs> Way to ruin the curve. Yeah, and I always corrected my teachers, you know, so I was very Rory-like when I came to school. And so I can, if I'd gone to school at Chilton, I'd probably would have had the same struggles that she did and can imagine what that would feel like because right. you're, you know, you're used to being the top student and like always getting straight A's and everything coming easy to you. Then all of a sudden you're, you're, you're in this top grade, you know, Elementary school, you know what I mean? So, like she said, a, or D, high school, I'm sorry. a D at Stars Hollow, <laughs> no, a D at, yeah. is more like an F right. or actually a G or more like a W because yeah. it's, you know, Stars Hollow compared to Chilton, you know. It doesn't help when you have Paris as your oh, instigator, man. too, and your competition, and she's like, but a D, man. 
They were like, do you want fries with that? You, <laughs> know, you might as well just start filling out applications. At McDonald's. <laughs> That's bad. So, well, you know what? I, it wasn't necessarily her fault that she got the D because it's not that Rory's not smart enough, and later she proves that. It's right off the bat, they were already mid-subject for that she got. Test. She was already behind. didn't have a chance to catch up. Plus, she wasn't used to writing to the expectations of Chilton. Right. She was used to writing to the expectations of Stars Hollow. Which made which, her a shining star. Which they were like, wow, you've made a complete sentence. Good job. An A for you. You know, I'm sure that's how they were. Right. Stars Hollow compared to Chilton. Yeah, it's like in the uh, the world of the blind, the one-eyed man is king. Right. Good one, David. I didn't make it up. I'm sure you didn't. You're not that smart. <laughs> so then throughout the episode, Lorelai goes to the parent-teacher conference and she finds out from Max that Rory made a D because Rory had failed to tell Lorelai that. And so then Lorelai helps her study for the big Shakespeare test all week and they're up like all night mm-hmm. cramming, doing lots of that myself. It's a lot of fun, I tell you. The next morning you're just like, your head's about to explode with knowledge and you have to get it all out right then. Otherwise, you'll forget it all. And you like just... You're like, almost like you have to push yourself to the limit when it comes to stuff like that. Sure. Academically. She, yeah, and that's what she did, and that's why she was so frustrated. So she, they, the morning of the big test, you know, she, they overslept. Right. Because they fell asleep at the table. Seriously overslept. Not like, oh, I'm going to be, I'm not going to be there early like I wanted to be. I mean, she was late. She was wearing her like jogging pants underneath her skirt. She right. was so late. Well, and it sucks for her too because she has to commute to school. Yeah. Had she lived in that in Hartford at the time, Wouldn't she, she would have made deal. it. Right. And she was so late that Lorelai let her break the law. Yeah, Lorelai was like, oh, I have a meeting at work, so you drive. Um, but Rory was only 15 at this point, mm-hmm. and in Connecticut, you have to be 16, like most places, to legally drive by right. yourself. She had her permit, but that's it. Yeah, it doesn't permit you to drive without an adult. Or a legally licensed driver, so she's kind of weird though because like she was all super late, but then she's worried about a deer and like got out of the car and like went looking for it. You know what I mean? Like, well, and like she stopped to check something in her notes and like why did like what I thought was weird. She was like she had stopped at the stop sign. She was on the phone with Lane, mm-hmm. and she was just sitting there knowing she was already late. Instead of some people can't drive and talk. I'm one of them. Yeah, it's true. So her being, you know, diligent and stopping at a stoplight to make her, not light, but stop sign to make her phone call was actually okay. I didn't mind that. But it's the whole getting out of the car and, like, looking for the deer that just hit her Jeep. Well, do you think Rory can chew gum and walk at the same time? Because you can't. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I I can do both of those things. Just not at the same time. It's sort of the same time. Like, I take a couple steps, and, and then, then I'll chew. chew and, and then he go, well, go back to walking, and then he stops and chews again. It's very funny to watch. I don't And then he, he didn't even notice it till I was like, hey, how come you go like this? Walk, 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 chew, 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 walk, 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 chew, chew, chew. I don't, I don't do that. He's Jesus. very one-track-minded. Whatever. So, yeah, when I call him and he's on, he's driving, I'm like, okay, I'm going to let you go. I don't want you to wreck because yeah. he can't and drive. And you know what? It's not that I'm not smart enough to do the two. It's just my brain really only, it like... It seriously works that way. Like, if I'm on the phone talking and while I'm driving, it's not that I'm going to wreck so much. It's just as soon as I get off the phone, if I talk to you for 10 minutes, wherever I drove in that last 10 minutes, I do not remember at all. Like, it's really weird. It's almost like I drove home drunk. You know what I mean? Which hmm. I don't, you know, condone. Or so, do. Or do. It's, you know, so I, so I know that. So I'm a, I think I'm a good driver because I recognize that as a maybe a deficiency, if you want to call it that, in my driving. And so I don't do it. Well, I'm glad Rory is practicing safety first. Even... Especially since she was driving illegally. Right. That would have been really bad if she'd gotten pulled over 
I know, and even more late yeah. because of that. Yeah. So then she comes in late and, like, obviously late. Everybody's already 15, 20 minutes into the test. Yeah. And she tries to just r- run to her desk and, and sit Max down. is like, no, you have to go to the library. You're late. You can't take the test. And she was like, she just goes off. She spazzes she's out. She's, like, explaining exactly why she was late and that she's never late before. And then Paris makes some rude comment. And she was like, and you, what's your problem? You know, I haven't done anything to you. And then she goes over to Tristan, which, by the way, we get to see Chad Michael Murray in this episode, which is very good. Yeah, he's all right. David calls him Chad Michael Murray um, (laughs) to make fun of him because he knows I think he's cute. Whatever. But it was cool to see him in this episode because I miss seeing Tristan. Chad is not. Chad. Whatever. He's not. I don't know. I don't like him. Anyway, my favorite quote from this episode occurred just then because you know, in the past episodes, ever since she'd gone to Chilton, he kept calling her Mary in just reference to, get, to being a virgin. Right, and just, also just because he noticed it got under her skin, so he kept up with it. And her. he had already done that previously this episode, too, because I think he, like, asked her. And was like, you know, I know you like me. You just don't want to admit it. And she was like, no, please go away. Yeah. But anyway, she finally stands up to him, and she's like, the name is Rory. <laughs> it's like my favorite line ever, I think, because it's just so funny. And she just, you know... Is so frustrated and from being picked on and stressed out, and she's definitely just, had enough. She just tells him off, and it's very out of character too for her to go off like that. Right, and even Lorelai when she comes to meet mm-hmm. with the, uh, the headmaster cha- Charleston, the headmaster Charleston, she's like, "That's not Roy." She, she didn't do that. She didn't do that. She almost like called their bluff, but they weren't bluffing. <laughs> so, like you said, Lorelai does get called to the principal's office or the headmaster's office in this right. case. Of course, I'm sure she was like, what the heck's going on? Because this is Rory, the perfect angel child, and mm-hmm. she never gets in trouble. So Yeah, it, was, it wasn't It was so much that she missed the test. It's also because she kind of like had a little spat in the class mm-hmm. with some of the other students. And then Lorelai um, proceeded to have a little spat in Char- headmaster Charleston's oh, office. Yeah. She called him El Duce, <laughs> which is, was a nickname for Mussolini. Mm-hmm. So that was pretty bad. <laughs> Even though she, it, the translation for it isn't insulting, it's in, who it's in reference to. Right, know? because yeah, inferring that he's a you know evil dictator of sorts. And then she you know tells Max off as well, and she's like, "Oh, I thought you said you needed girls like Rory in this school." And yeah, and the first chance you well, get, she called gonna... it a rat hole and a few <laughs> other names. So she takes Rory home, and then you know they talk about whether she should stay at Chilton or not, and Rory. At, while they're looking for the deer, she's still concerned with that deer again. On the like, way home. Especially Roy, who's not really into animals anyway, and nature. Yeah. She's like all concerned about this deer. And Lorelai's walking in heels. They're, they're obviously oblivious to like the wilderness as a whole, which might be what they're trying to illustrate there. That Because why would the deer be just hanging out on the street like that? It's obviously going off to do its own thing. Well, why did the deer hit the jeep? It was just running. It was just hauling butt. And then this jeep got in its way. Yeah, so. apparently. <laughs> So Rory's like, no, I'm not, you know, I don't want to give up yet. I'm not done at Chilton yet. I want to prove that I can do this. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's good that Lorelai didn't pressure her to quit. She's kind of like without, you know, saying, oh, it's up to you, you know, up to you like that. Just sort of laid it out, did the, some of the pros and cons and then did end, end up leaving it to, up to her ultimately. Well, you know that Lorelai wants her to stay there because it's her ticket into Harvard at this point. Not They didn't. Think about Yale at that point. Right. But that's her ticket in there, and she knows that Rory can do it, but she just doesn't want her to be unhappy while she's doing it and, like, be a basket case and stressed out all the time because it's not worth it if it's, you know, going to compromise her happiness. And I right. think that's really important. That's very opposite of the way Emily 
was with Lorelai mm-hmm. growing up where she was like, no, you're going to do this because this is the way it's supposed to be. And she could have cared less if Lorelai was happy or not sure. while she she's, was doing stuff. She's trying really hard not to be her mom in that case. But- and in that way, Rory does... It's her decision to do this, and she ends up, as we know, succeeding and being valedictorian and going to Yale and all that good stuff. Right. So That's a ways down. Yeah. But <laughs> imagine if she had just gone back to Stars Hollow High. Right. That's how differently did. the show would have gone. Yeah, they just had her hanging out with Dean Moore. Blah. Yeah. I'm glad that didn't happen. <laughs> Although her and Tristan didn't ever yeah. date. You know what? I, I don't know. If, I mean, we weren't you know big fans of the show when it was going on. We didn't know about I honestly didn't know about it. So I don't know what he had going on, if he had another, you know, some other show to go do or something like that. But he just, he ended up, like, at a couple episodes later, he ended up leaving because he says his dad's making him go to some other school or whatever. But Well, he did go into One Tree Hill. I don't know if, though, if that was, like, directly after that. I don't know the time span. I don't yeah. know how long One Tree Hill's been on. It's been on for, like, I think it's been on for, like, three years, though, maybe. So maybe that was he had a deal him leaving yeah. that show to go over to One Tree Hill. Because they could have wrote that in for him to be a love interest. Now, some people have suggested that Logan is the college version of Tristan. Oh, so, like, maybe that if if Tristan, the, the you know, Chad, what is it, Chad McElroy? Chad Michael Murray. Whatever. It's three words. Uh-huh. You try to make his last name McElmurray. Yeah, so Chaz maybe <laughs> had something else that he was going to go do, right? So the writers might have ultimately planned for them to be a love interest all the way through, but since they didn't, Dean had to step in and be that. Well, know. Dean was already the love interest at that point, but no, they brought Jess in. Too. They brought Jess in, yeah. I'm not sure why they brought Jess in. I don't know. What a waste of it. What a waste of time. Yeah. Thank huh. goodness we didn't have to sit through like a year or two. Jess. I know we got to watch it on ABC Family. It kind of went by. It was like a like, bad chapter. We're in like, life. wow, God, that's over. Yeah. <laughs> and we already knew about Logan at that point, uh, so we're like, Phew. I can almost hear the emails coming now, Alicia. Yeah. Why don't you like Jess? <laughs> Just send them our way. That's fine. Yeah. I think I have like a generic response to that now. I get so many of them. <laughs> copy like, and paste. Copy paste. Copy. I hate Jess because of this. I love Logan because of this. <laughs> so, I do want to bring up one point. You know that you and Chad Michael Murray have something in common. We do. Or you and Tristan do. Oh, Tristan. You know how Tristan called Rory Mary, mm-hmm. even though he knew that wasn't her name? Yes. You do that with people like I, Chad Michael Murray. But I don't do that with people that I like have a crush on. I do that with new people. Like if I have a but job. But you're also not a high school boy anymore. How do I know that you didn't do, do that when you're in high school? Because <laughs> I hadn't thought of it. It's a cool bit I do. You do it with I, people at work that you don't like or new people. New people. Not that, not that I don't like them, but when, oh. new, when new people come in, it like I work in like a shop. So like when a new guy comes in, I intentionally get his name wrong. But like if his name's Chad, for instance, I'll call him Chip, Charles, Chester, you know, C names that are close, but not quite it. And like, a lot of them, and then I can get a good feel for them because if they don't say anything, I know that they're a pushover because they don't correct me. And if they do correct me, I just blow it off like, oh, yeah, whatever. And then they get this idea that they're like in the back of their head that they're not important enough for me to remember their name. And I just think it's good fun because later I let them in on the joke. You know what I mean? And then they get to help me play it with the next new guy. So I'm not, it's not like I'm an ass. I'm just trying to haze. It's sort of like, yeah, it's sort of like a, like a hazing, but you know, <laughs> not, nothing like that involves broomsticks and weird dances and. Yeah, nothing like that. Or ringing a bell in a the bell. headmaster's office. Yeah. <laughs> to get puffed. Yeah. It's not, it's not like hazing for the puffs. So I don't know. That, you yeah, can that's, handle puff hazing. That's one of my bits. I met somebody that kn- didn't know what a bit was once. 
I was explaining something. I was like, oh, it's a bit I do. And they're like, what? I was like, it's a bit. Maybe that's why you like the Gilmore Girls so much. Because yeah, Lorelai's, I was like, oh, it's my bit. It's what she, I do. Coffee, coffee, coffee. Right. And, she, and she's got a bunch of other little bits that mm-hmm. she does. And you're, you know, privy to them because you're a viewer. But I don't know. I have them. I wish, I, who are these people that don't know what bits are? It's like a, it's like a running joke I have. That's what that is, you know? Like a thing I do over and over and over. And you're tired of hearing about them because it's... That's why you can continue to do them because they're still funny to people that don't know what bits are. Yeah, new people. I'm just like, yeah, give it to them. Yeah, it's my best material. Yeah. Gets old after a while. (laughs) Just teasing. I wanted to bring up one other thing about this episode is that they had like a side story going on with Suki the whole time. She had gotten a review from a pretty prestigious food critic. She got a great review. She got a great review and it was like, Explain all these, you know, all these adjectives and like that. This describes what it's like to eat at the Independence Inn. But the thing that she was upset about was that he said her risotto was fine and it wasn't spectacular or anything like that. And she right. was just, she's just stressed out about it. She's like, why didn't he like it? Everybody says it's the best. It's my magic risotto. It saved my mother's life. And yeah. she's going crazy the whole episode. She was all depressed and very unsuki like. Mm-hmm. And she found out that he had been served the wrong type of wine to drink with that. Yeah, she you know, went through great lengths to find that out. Like too. she dug out receipts and, <laughs> and interrogated people and wanted to know people's who, jobs. Yeah, who was on shift that day? And mm-hmm. yeah, it was. It then was, showed up at his house because she had to have her back to him the whole time because critics have to be anonymous, right? So, so that you don't know that there's a critic in your restaurant. So it was pretty funny, but that just shows how critical she is and dedicated to her job, right? Yeah, I think we see that later on too, where. Somebody says, oh, I heard you're the next best chef compared to so-and-so. And And they're like, oh, I'm not better than them. Like, it wasn't a good (laughs) enough compliment for her. So it's pretty funny. And I I remember thinking of her as a really good chef because she would, like, practice making Lorelai's wedding cake. Mm -hmm. Just to, like, practice it. You know what I mean? Because she wanted it to be so perfect. So I thought that was kind of cool. Oh, and then Alex Borstein, or... Who played Drella was in this episode. We mentioned her last episode that yes. she's Jackson's she wife in real Suki. life. Correct. So that was pretty cool to see her, especially since we just talked about her. Yeah, and it looks like she can really play the harp. You know what I mean? Like when I, if you watch closely, I mean she's hitting the notes. So I, 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 I bet played, you dimes the donuts she can play the harp. She can play Mean Black Sabbath on the harp too. It's <laughs> pretty good. Yeah. So speaking of Suki, uh, Megan from California called in. She had a comment about. Uh, something we said in the last podcast, but it relates to Suki and, and Jackson, so we'll play that now. Hi, uh, this is Megan. I'm calling from Vicelli, California. Um, I just had a quick comment. Um, I just listened to episode 20 where you're doing the character on, character analysis on Suki and Jackson, and um, I noticed something kind of funny. You were talking about how Suki, it's good that, um, to have Suki and Jackson, the married couple, so that Lorelai has someone to lean on, you know, when talking about getting married and things like that. And I just, I've been watching the first season since the other one's not on TV anymore. And um, I remembered that I just watched in the episode, there was a part where she, Lorelai actually commented about Suki not knowing anything about dating and how would Suki ever dare give her <laughs> some, try and help her out with, you know, information telling her what to do or whatever when she'd never even been on a date. Anyways, I just thought that was funny that, you know, how the tables have really changed because Suki goes from being the you know, never dated to being the one that she relies on for her marriage advice. Anyways, that's all I'm going to say. And um, I love your guys' podcast. It's great. Keep it up. That's really good insight, Megan. I've actually noticed that, too, that in the first season, Suki wasn't very experienced when it came to men, and Lorelai hurt her feelings by pointing that out, and mm-hmm. like you said. And 
then later on, it seems like she goes to Suki for advice. Right. The tables totally have turned on that, on that, in that particular aspect of their so relationship. I think they did a good job developing her character in that way and helping her mature and become a married woman with kids. So good point. Well, now we promised you guys that we were going to have a trivia question this week and we're going to give away a season five DVD. Right. So the trivia question relates to the episode we just watched, the Deer Hunters episode. And the first person to email us, email only. With the subject DVD. We will not take any other form of response besides email for this so we can keep it fair and time stamped to see who sends it first. But the first person to email us with the subject of DVD and the correct answer to this question will win a copy of the Season 5 DVD. Awesome. And the question is, in this episode... Rory is outside, sitting outside of Chilton on a bench, and she's studying, and Paris comes up behind her and quotes something from, what is the question? What is right. that quote from? It's very hateful the way she says it, and you can right. tell it really pisses Rory off, and we want you guys to research and figure out what that is from, and then email us that, and you could win. Awesome. I'm very excited about this. I got a big stack of DVDs, and I just I want to start giving them away, so this is fun. We're only doing one at a time, though. Right. So, um, and the next week we'll announce the winner, and we'll like every other week we're going to do a trivia question. So next week we'll announce the winner, and then the next week we'll do another question, and then back and forth, back and forth. Next week we're also going to do another character analysis. We haven't decided yet which characters we're going to do, so we'll just have to wait and see. <laughs> it's a surprise, even to us at this point. I did want to mention one other thing. I wanted to thank Candice for emailing us. She found an Easter egg on the Season 5 DVD. So if you win this DVD, you can check it out when you get it in the mail from us. Yeah, it's a pretty cool one. I can't imagine how she found it, but she did. So And if you don't know what an Easter egg is... It's it's like something that's kind of hidden in in uh, DVDs or video games or... Websites. Websites, whatever. Like HomestarRunner.com has tons of Easter eggs. It's almost like a given that every... One of Strong Bad's emails is going to have an Easter egg in it. So it's just something hidden that not everybody's supposed to know, but like somebody that's a real big Gilmore Girls fan would have just eventually stumbled across this, and Candace is one of them. So thank you for sending this in. The The trick to get to the Easter egg is the Season 5 DVD, like Alicia said, then the very first disc. If you go to the special features, it just tells you to go to the last disc, for the special features. This, the, the, Each of the discs does that except for the last disc. It just says, see other discs for special features or whatever. And it says there, there right. aren't any on this disc. But if while you're in that screen, if you just hit the up arrow... On in the special DVD, feature screen. Inside the special feature screen on your, on your DVD remote, you'll see a little oak leaf or some kind of like tree leaf pop up. And then you click enter on that or okay. You click up, see the leaf, and then click enter, and then it'll take you to the 100th episode party of Gilmore Girls eating cake. Yeah, very behind taking- the scenes kind of a thing. And, no, you know, just people just talking. It was very cool. Really no interviews. No, or- just a little video of them having fun and not Dean. What's the guy's name that plays Dean? Jared Padalecki. Is talking to... Uh, Suki. Suki. About so. if she's the shortest one on the show. and Yeah, stuff like that. So it's really cute. So check that out, and I think that's about it. Yeah, well, uh, I'm going to play a couple of our calls. People called into the studio and left voicemail, so thank you very much. I'm going to play those now. Hi, this is Catherine calling from Monterey, California, and I've been listening to your guys' podcast uh, all 
for this last Gilmore Girl season. And I just wanted to say that I think you guys are doing a really great job, and I love your podcast, so keep up the good work. Bye. Hey, guys. It's Nicole from Michigan, and I just wanted to say I really love your show, and I really look forward to listening to it every week because a lot of my friends don't like Gilmore Girls, so I can't talk about it with them. And when I listen to your show, it's like I'm hearing what other people have to say. Thanks so much. I love you guys. Bye. Thanks, Nicole and Catherine. We appreciate your feedback. And you can also leave us a message either through our ODO. By going to the website, GilmoreGirlsPodcast.com, and then clicking on uh, Send Me an Audio in the corner, a little pink star. Or if you click on the telephone, it'll link you to our phone number, and you can give us a call and leave us a message there. And you can also send us an email if you have any questions specifically for us. That's the best way to get those answered is through email. So my email address is Alicia, A-L-I-C-I-A, at GilmoreGirlsPodcast.com. I'm Dave at GilmoreGirlsPodcast.com. You can also leave a comment on our website, either in the comments for this episode or the news posts, or you can leave a post on the listener's feedback page. So until next week, guys, thanks for listening and have a good week.